Okay, question is, for what cause should he suffer under Pilate as being his judge? The answer that he, being innocent and condemned before a civil judge, might deliver us from the severe judgment of God, which remained for all men. Okay. And let's read, who can read that uh, letter A for us? Both verses. And then somebody prepare for... Letter B and uh, somebody prepare letter C. Okay. No guilt. Okay. Who's got B? Anthony. Those who hate me without cause are more than the hairs of my head. Those who would destroy me are powerful, being wrongfully my enemy. What I did not steal, I then have to restore. But this happened to the word that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. Hated me without a cause. It's a reference to an Old Testament. And uh, it says uh, there, he stand accused, but he is innocent, according to the previous verses. Okay, let's go to C. everyone so he's innocent but he stand accused and he suffered for it and we out of these verses we see why he suffered in in, in two different perspectives one is uh, it was brought by God himself the other one is for our sins okay and he did go through all the suffering and then he tells us the reason for that suffering in the end so, <clears throat> our question is very specific, okay? Why was Pontius Pilate mentioned? Okay? What's the point here? What's the point of uh, mentioning also the mode of his execution? When we get to question 38, I'll go there just so we get uh, the context of this. Is <clears throat> Question 38, but is there any more in it that he was fastened to the cross than it had suffered any other kind of death? And Jesus, 
Why the cross? Why not some other form of punishment? Okay. Why the cross? Specific as well. There is more okay, in relation an answer to this. By this I am assured, we, I, that he took upon himself the curse which did lie on me, for the death of the cross was cursed of God. Okay? That's the context of our discussion right now. So what's the point of mentioning Pontius Pilate? Any idea? Is it, remember, the context, Apostles' Creed, okay? Whoever composed this has in mind a summary of the things about, uh, about Christ, okay? Uh, a, a subsection of that. And uh, the specific articles mentioned about his suffering. And then uh, we are to believe all these concepts around that, those events. Well, but very good point. The historical basis of this, okay, we can pinpoint people, okay, that was around that that time, okay, specific person. Pontius Pilate was there, although Herod was on the scene too, okay. Herod and and Pilate were on the scene too, but we can pinpoint in history, probably from other uh, non-biblical resources sources, that it happened in time. It happened in time. But as I mentioned, Herod was there too. Okay? Herod the uh, Tetrarch of uh, Galilee. And uh, so, why not Herod? Why, why Pontius Pilate? Okay? But this is a good point that uh, uh, our brother Chris uh, told us. Okay? Dr. Cleveland told us. Very good point. Uh, we should consider that. Okay, it's a, a good proof for us. Uh, we shouldn't uh, uh, put that lowly in our uh, our bank of uh, ideas. But why not hear it? Question remains. John. So uh, also, uh, the Romans did crucifixions on crosses. Pontius uh, uh, Pilate is a representative of the authority of Rome. Ruling the whole world at that time. So those were all that power that was there at the time. Uh, Herod wouldn't crucify somebody being a Jew or a Catholic or whatever he was. Yeah. So uh, there's a reference that brings it back to the tree uh, being on a cross. So it all kind of, that's what came to my mind when you asked the question. Very good, John. Very good. That's a, a significant answer to that question also. Okay, the Jew uh, practice was not crucifixion. What was the practice for blasphemy according to the law? It was right, stoning, right? Remember Stephen and all that. 
So this brings the idea of this Rome, which is a representative of Jews and Gentiles. The uh, significance of this is in that theater, in his trial, in that scene, both are present. Jews and Gentiles. Okay? And true enough, in the question of crucifixion, okay, that uh, he would fall, uh, prophecy, he would fall uh, under the cross. And then uh, uh, others, other questions. That's significant. These are two good answers to that question. Okay, two good answers to this question. Other, other. So uh, let me just review a historical refer uh, reference. It establishes the fact that these are all occurrences in the later part of Christ's life, suffering. There is, but. Uh, has something here related to atonement of our Lord. Perhaps the crucifixion is the reason why Pilate was mentioned. Stoning was the me method of punishment for blasphemy. Leviticus 24.16. Okay. To establish that the Gentiles has a hand on our, our Savior's death. Pontius Pilate, of course, is a Roman ruler, not Jewish. Uh, we see this in the interaction uh, in the trial, right? He, the way he talked in the trial is that... Uh, that is you, Jewish, and this is me, right? Remember, and, uh, towards the end, he said, I had nothing to do with that. His blood is in your hands, your hands. So he separated himself uh, cultu uh, as far as association with, with the Jewish people because he's not Jewish. Um, just uh, for your reference there, uh, we see this idea of uh, the Jews and the Gentiles participating uh, all together in the condemnation of our Christ, earthly condemnation, okay? Uh, you see this as Psalm 2 combines uh, Jews and Gentiles. We see this in Matthew 20, 18 and 19. Let's uh, go there, Matthew 18 and 19. Somebody can read that for us. Jews and Gentiles. So, if you look at this, in that scene, you got Jews, Gentiles, you got rulers and leaders in that scene, okay? Oh, I'm sorry, I was supposed to begin with uh, reading Matthew 27. Let's read there so we can see the account, okay? Sorry. I'll read it just for the interest of time. Let's start on Matthew 27. <clears throat> start with 11. And I will go read until uh, 37, okay? We have time. <clears throat> now Jesus stood before the governor. Okay, this was after the uh, betrayal of Judas and everything that happened after that. Now he stand accused. 
Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor questioned him, saying, Governor is Pontius Pilate, okay. Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said to him, It is as you say. And while he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, he did not answer. So chief priests and elders, those are Jewish, okay. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? They. And he did not answer him with regard to even a single charge. So the governor was quite amazed. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the people any one prisoner whom they wanted. <clears throat> At that time, they were holding a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when the people gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you? Barabbas, or Jesus, who is called Christ. For he knew that because of envy, they had handed him over. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent him a message saying, Have you nothing to do with that righteous man? Okay. For last night I suffered greatly in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas and to put Jesus to death. But the governor said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said, Crucify him. Okay. Crucify him. And he said, Why? What evil has he done? But they kept shouting all the more, saying, Crucify him. <clears throat> That's like handing over to, to the Romans. Okay? Because crucifixion is a Roman way. Why, when Pilate saw that he was accomplishing nothing, but rather that a riot was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to that yourselves. And all the people said, His blood shall be on us and our children. And then he released Barabbas for them, but after having Jesus scourged, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the soldiers, okay, rulers, soldiers, people of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole Roman cohort around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and after twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand, and they knelt down before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. They spat on him and took the reed and began to beat him on the head. After they had mocked him, they took the scarlet robe off him and put his own garments back on him and led him away to crucify him. As they were coming out, they found a man of Cyrene named Simon, whom they pressed into service to bear his cross. And when they came to the place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they gave him wine to drink mixed with gall, and after tasting it, he was unwilling to drink. And when they had crucified him, they divided up his garments among them, uh, themselves by casting lots, and sitting down, they began to watch, uh, keep watch over him there. And above his head, they put up the charge against him, which re read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. 
Jews, Gentiles, rulers, leaders, peoples, soldiers. Basically, the picture is the whole world is saying Jesus is guilty. Yet they cannot bring proof against him that, that would stick. They, they brought uh, accusations, but they wouldn't stick. And this is the governor, a pilot, okay, uh, examining his case. He even consulted Herod, Antipas, about him. Sent him Antipas and Herod, and they, they became friends later, you know, Jews and, and Roman. I don't know how, how, how much Jewish is Herod, but they both confirm they can't find any charges against him. Pilate does not find him guilty himself. Nevertheless, he acquiesced to the people. Okay, he has the power, but then he acquiesced to the people. Okay? John 15, 25, as we have read, they hated me without cause. Okay. So, ultimately, the world judged Jesus as if he was beneath them. The world above Jesus. Okay? Jesus beneath the world. That's the picture that we see. But in the final analysis, it was the world. It's one way to look at it. It was the world that was being judged because of their false accusation, because of their how they treated the Son of God. Okay? It became obvious. It was a revelation cosmic revelation, if you will, instead of the world judging Jesus in the final analysis, it was the world being judged. Make sense? So, as it was being judged as it rejected Jesus as God, Jesus as a king, and Jesus as their savior. So instead of worship, he received mockery. And uh, if you look at John 12, 31, I'll just say to you, it mentions that now is the judgment of the world. It's referring uh, to this uh, picture, okay? So the true nature of the world is now revealed and it deserves condemnation. Never mind all the Never mind all the violations of you know moral ethics, their behavior, of the corrupt the corrupt nature of man, uh, uh, displayed in their behavior against one another, even against God. But <clears throat> the world is being judged now by how they reacted to Jesus as the Son of God. Okay, Matthew twenty-seven, as we have read. Finally, man exposed is exposed for who he is. So there is a lot in this uh, article suffered under Pontius Pilate. Okay. Back in the day, uh, even before I studied this uh, this week, I just saw that as a one as a historical event. But it's very significant. All actually, all this article. Since it's a summary, there's a lot of behind, behind these articles. Okay? If you look at that, before the mention of Pontius Pilate, there was one other person mentioned in the Apostles' Creed. 
There's only two. Which, which is the other one? We saw the first. Mary, right? And if you look at that, those are bookends. Mary was there at the start of his earthly life, and then Pontius Pilate at the end of his earthly, uh, uh, towards the end of his earthly life, okay? marked the beginning. And I thought that, that, that that's interesting. I don't know exactly the significance of that. I can kind of formulate a lot of here, a lot, but <clears throat> okay. Pontius Pilate uh, represented the Roman world, perhaps the most modern civilization at that time. Modern, advance, uh, modern advances in science, art, civil structures, okay? the highways, the aqueducts, modern amenities, social concepts, uh, cultural developments, military, okay, they had cohort soldiers, they were to be feared, they conquered other civilization, okay, at the time, uh, before that, the Greek civilization was conquered, and then we see here the advancement at the time of their legal system, right, the trials, okay, the rule of law as, as, as they have it back then, and yet, the legal system falls into the greatest, uh, somebody mentioned, yet falls into the greatest injustice of all time. Okay. Again, the world seemingly judging Jesus, but is the world being judged here. Of all the modern amenities that they have, they still can't practice what is right before God. And that is the the, the, the picture that we see here. Kinda, we kind of see that in the current world as well, right? Our modern amenities and everything, it, it, it pales in compared to, to God's justice. So the earthly system found Jesus innocent. Okay. There is no question from the legal standpoint. Pilate declared it, I wash my hands of his blood because he can't find any charge. But from the pure, uh, purely out of man's corruption, his nature, man's nature, disregards logic, reason, and even warnings from history. And they send uh, the Son of Man to the cross. Okay. Uh, So, the mention of Pontius Pilate is, is, is greater than we might have first uh, imagined when we this. Okay. So, it is really a representation of the, uh, the legal discourse, okay. the judgment at that time, the judgment of man. And uh, in God's sovereignty, he used that. To expose man and to expose uh, to us now, even the uh, what is uh, what is the culmination of uh, the Jesus present presence uh, on earth. Okay, questions, concern? I see eyebrows.
going. Yeah. So let me read uh, or sinus Caspar uh, or sinus take on this article. His exposition of it. Yeah. Uh, this is out, out of his uh, uh, work of the Eidelberg uh, Catechism. Mention is made of Pilate in the Passion of Christ because Christ obtained from this judge the testimony of his innocence. Okay. I thought that was significant. That had to be established, not just as a, a fact in the world, but in the proper legal system of, uh, of, of man, okay? of, of, of what is extant at that time. He was innocent. <clears throat> Our own system declared him innocent. Okay. Number two, that we might know that he, though declared innocent by this judge, was nevertheless condemned and that by a regular judgment and that by a regular judgment, that we might be impressed by the fulfillment of prophecy. Okay. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come. And, uh, the name of Pilate is then mentioned that we may be fully certain that Jesus is the Messiah that was to come, for then already the scepter was taken away because he was condemned by a Roman judge. But why was it necessary that Christ should suffer under a judge and be condemned by the ordinary, ordinary course of the law? Okay. That Christ might obtain a testimony of his innocence from the very judge by whom he was condemned. Therefore, it was not proper that he should have been secretly carried away by the Jews, nor put to death by a tumult, but when there was a lawful process and trial and an investigation of all the accusations brought against him, the Father willed, first, that he should be examined, that his innocence might thus be made to appear. Secondly, that he should be condemned, that it might appear that he, he being declared innocent was now condemned, that the injustice, I take, will be revealed. And thirdly, that he should be put to death as well, that the prophecy might be fulfilled, as that it might be made manifest that both the Jews and the Gentiles were the executioners of this wicked deed. Those are just uh, excerpts, but they all came from uh, our sinus things. Questions? Concerns? Okay. Good. Um, let's go to question number 38. Oops. Slideshow. 
Who can read these two verses? <clears throat> Let me read the question and answer. But is there any more in it that he was fastened to the cross than if he had suffered any other kind of death? This is the mode of his death, being uh, crucifixion. There's more. By this I am assured that he took upon himself the curse which did lie on me, for the death of the cross was curse of God. Okay. Who's got Deuteronomy? Let's separate them so one can prepare. Deuteronomy 21, 23, and Galatians uh, 3, 13 after that. <clears throat> Curse, right? Who's got three thirteen Galatians? Okay. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, because it is written, "Cursed is everyone who is hung upon a tree." Hang on a tree. So the death on the cross. Um. It's like a, the uh, end stamp on the punishment of Christ. We know he suffered when and how long? All through his life, right? And then uh, at the very end, uh, uh, at, the, at the end game of his earthly life, the highlight was the death on the cross. And then, um, <clears throat> although there is the... Uh, uh, I guess the, the weighty part of the punishment of Christ it is also the positive note of that is the confirmation of our, of our faith. Confirmation of uh, what we believe. For if Christ was not, uh, if was crucified, then he took the curse. Okay? And uh, that we just read in Galatians. Took the curse that was set for man. Because the death of the cross was a figure, a sign of the curse. And not only so, you know, uh, the, the hang from the tree. Okay, we have references on the, on, on the Bible. So, but not, that's not only so, but he has also endured the curse for us in as much as he was righteous in himself. So, so the curse of the law, he, he did a perfect life, right? So, uh, why was it that he was cursed? Okay. I mean, would, have, would he have been cursed if, if he is not under the law, right? Uh, if, if he obeyed perfectly the law and uh, uh, somehow he had to be part of the curse. Okay. Part of the curse for for him to take upon our sins. So that is the idea here. And so being hanged by the tree is that symbol, is that uh, sign that uh, he was cursed with us. If he was not cursed with us, then how can he took our sins and nail it on the cross? Okay, that's the whole idea on this thing. So that we may know that the curse was due 
on account of our sins. Not so much as uh, what he has done, but on account of our sins, because we know from these verses that the death of the cross was a curse of God. And how can he be cursed by God when he is not, he did not commit any sin, but only man commits sin. So, so according to what is written, curse is everyone that hangs on a tree. So that's the point. That the punishment might thus be made heavier, that we may so much more be able to confirm that faith because of that uh, contrast of that, that heaviness of that uh, punishment, you can appreciate more and confirm in faith uh, what we have benefited from Christ. Believing that Christ by his death has taken upon himself our guilt and endured the curse in our behalf. So Paul teaches uh, when he says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, this is Galatians 3.13, being made a curse for us. The operative word there is what? <clears throat> made. Okay? We got the curse, but he was made a curse for us because he did not belong, or he did not sin. But somehow that curse was, had to be laid upon him so that he can save us, save our, our sin. So in essence, this has something to do with what doctrine that we have? Sorry. I'm sorry? Substitution. Thank you, John. Okay? That great exchange, part of that great exchange, that condemnation had to be transferred or had to be, what's the right word here? Uh, placed on him, made to him. Okay? And the other part of that is the righteousness given to us, right? The great exchange. So, this in essence is the, the mechanism, part of the mechanism of this uh, doctrine of substitution. So that we may be excited to greater gratitude. Okay. But there is more to the meaning of the cross. Okay. Why not stoning? Why not other forms of death. Why the cross? Third answer is that we may be excited to uh, much, much thanksgiving or gratitude uh, of just looking at how detestable sin is. Okay, that is a curse from God. In as much as it could be, ex uh, it could be forgiven, it, it could be taken away, but unless by the most bitter and shameful death okay so uh, I don't know I don't know if we consider it that way if the gravity of sin I think uh, one one time or another we pastors in here and even in Sunday school is we don't we shouldn't forget how detestable that sin is okay look at the cross all that comes into picture Christ suffered, yes, we, 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 our hearts will, will cry out loud because we see our Lord in there. But part of the picture is that we should see how detestable sin is. Okay, okay so that's the third. The fourth one, that uh, there is connection between the foreshadowing, uh, 
uh, of the Old Testament, uh, of the past, and the concrete thing that happened in the New Testament. Okay? A connection between the types at that time and the truth that is now, the prophecy being fulfilled. So we, sh we should see that on the cross as well. This was necessary in order that we may know Christ fulfilled uh, those uh, prophecy. For the ancient sacrifices which shadowed forth the sacrifice of Christ were laid upon the wood, and before they were burned, they were lifted up on high by the priest, that it might be signified thereby that Christ should be lifted up on the cross. Okay, that's the story of uh, the priest. And then uh, Orsanus also mentioned here the story about uh, the serpent uh, in the wilderness, the fiery serpent. Uh, some of those people grumbled, and then God judged them, sent the serpents, and bit them. And then they cried out to Moses, and Moses prayed to God, and then God told Moses, Moses to set upon a pole in the wilderness a fiery serpent, which was a type of Christ, lifted up. And whoever looks at those, whoever uh, look at the a fiery serpent on that pole, will be healed. So these are types, lifted up, okay? Ah. Uh, and, and when we see the cross, this is what's saying that, is that we see this prophecy, okay? The weight of, of these promises of God being fulfilled, okay? His sovereignty in the, in the picture. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Okay. And I... If I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. John 3, 14. So that's a parallelism, parallelism of uh, specifically that uh, picture of being lifted up, uh, believing, seeing the cross. So what therefore is it to believe in Christ crucified? It is to believe that Christ was made subject to the curse for me, that he might deliver me therefrom. So this concept, we know them, okay? We read them, and we, we might have a, uh, a deep understanding of them. But what this question, I think, is uh, what I appreciate about this question is unpacks that cross, unpacks the, the significance of the cross itself, the manner or the mode of his death, okay? So all this, starting from uh, last week's question, 37, 30, uh, no, 36, 37, 38, suffering. 37, Pontius Pilate was 30, I'm sorry, 36, 37, Pontius Pilate, and now the cross. It comes back to our faith. Okay? It comes back to what we believe, how we believe. And all this gives us proofs, it proves to us that Jesus is the Messiah. Okay? So we can we can go back and tell through this, among other things, okay? among other uh, stories, among other truths in the Bible, but focusing alone in the trial proves that he is the Messiah. It's so huge, okay? The, the significance of that. So, this is mine right here. The beauty of God's holiness 
shines through when Christ's innocence was contrasted with the accusations of guilt. Okay, it highlights his innocence, his purity. Okay, everybody's saying, guilty, 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 guilty. Where? What charge do they give him? They won't stick. Okay? And uh, now, living here, so we, we, we can look back and say, see, that's our God. That's our Lord. He is holy. You can't, you can't stick anything to him. He is holy. And we know that from, from God's nature. But now, in this world, it is proven through the legal system. Our own legal system. Okay, not our own, but man's legal system. He is innocent anyway. And the absurdity of man's position about who Christ is, is now revealed. So, <clears throat> I was reflecting about uh, baptism. Uh, Caleb is being baptized, by the way. August 6th, yeah. Uh, he set an appointment. So, I was reflecting on that. So, when we see baptism, we must reflect upon the, this, this huge thing. This cosmic, let me call it cosmic, cosmic scene that Christ in his holiness, his power, his sovereignty okay, remained humble okay, to fulfill his father's plan, both for himself, glorify himself, and his earthly children, us, the salvation of man. The world whom he is to save and bring to uttermost uh, riches our most blessedness rejected him. Yet he remained humble. This is our Lord. This is where we, we say in the Apostles' Creed, I believe in him. And we will, baptism, we will gladly rise with him in the newness of life because he paid the price. So, this is our Lord. This is my Savior. This is my God. A little excerpt in the Apostles' Creed, as well as all of them. But we can unpack it this way. I'm done. Questions? Concerns? Have any one of you looked at the Pontius Pilate, uh, that trial like that, that way? Okay. This is not all of me, okay? This is a lot of resources that I've studied. But I was in awe about how, how rich is that idea in the Apostles' Creed. Suffered under Pontius Pilate. Okay. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Uh, again, Lord, we, uh, we seek you for the truth. And uh, direct our minds are our hearts that we will truly study your word the way we ought to be to acquire your wisdom to acquire uh, true maturity to, to uh, acquire holiness uh, even in this world right now thank you so much that we can be in this kind of forum that we can study so help us uh, in our worship Father, that it might be pleasing to you, that you know, might be edifying to the church, and it is uh, it would, would be well for our soul that we might sin no more. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.